1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Original 103.7 WEEI. We're back to Cordeschi and Coit.
0: All right, welcome back to Cordeschi and Coit on WEEI. We'll squeeze in one more quick phone call before we get to Joey P's producer's question of the week. And we have, I believe it's Bernie in West Warwick. Good morning, Bernie. You're next on Cordeschi and Coit on WEEI.
2: Good morning, Scott. Good morning, Nick. How are you? Good, Bernie. What's What's going on? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, the Patriots, in order to win a game, they're going to have to get a lead early on because I know it's only two games of the season, but I do not feel that they can come back from a deficit um, right now anyway. What do you think?
0: Well, Bernie, you bring up a good point, and I wanted to address this at some point in the show. They can't afford to keep getting off to these starts, you know, trailing by two touchdowns against Philadelphia, trailing by two touchdowns against Miami. This team's not built that way offensively. You can't. You've got to get off to faster and better starts than you have offensively. They have
2: to dictate things. They don't take it to the other team. They have to take it to the other team. It's something that the team has been saying out loud this week, Right. whether or not they do it. We'll see, but it's something that they need to do. Get off to a faster start, play at your pace, because Miami and Philly came in here and said, we're going to dictate the pace. Time for you to do it. You got to do it, even on the road.
0: All right, Bernie, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. All right, time right now for Joe Passarelli's producer's question of the week. Joey P., what do you got for us this week?
2: All right, well, it must be hard times at Fenway because last night to get fans in the building, they had Barbie night at Kenway
0: Park gentlemen your thoughts on this yeah I mean look I, I think it's it's a desperate marketing ploy to try to get fannies in the seats at Fenway um, there's a lot of apathy regarding that franchise and uh, they brought it on themselves and I say they meaning Red Sox ownership by deciding to go in the direction that they did and not spending to try to put a more competitive product on the field so here you are playing late season season meaningless baseball games. And even before they were mathematically eliminated from playoff contention, I mean, Red Sox-Yankees, I mean, there were tickets for a dollar apiece. They're playing in front of 30,000 fans instead of a sold-out 37 or 38, whatever the capacity is for Fenway. Tickets could be easily had. That's the state of the Boston Red Sox. That's why they had no choice but to move on from Heim Bloom. They made him the fall guy, but make no mistake about it, ownership is is very culpable in, in what we've seen here.
2: And I, I hope that they've looked at this. I hope maybe this is a sign, Scott, that they've looked at this and said, "Oh boy, we we've really we've turned the fans off here. We We need to do something. we We may have to change our philosophy. We may need to spend on some players again. We may need to get a big name in here. We may need to do this, that, the other thing. They, they may need to change the way that they're doing things because finally, maybe they're looking at it and seeing some empty seats, seeing the ticket prices you just mentioned. And saying, well, I guess we can't do business that way if we really want to be successful and yeah. keep this thing going. Hopefully, John Henry's looking at that. I thought maybe being booed at the winter weekend by all the hardcore fans there before this season started might do it. But maybe now they're looking at it. The numbers may well, come Well, up,
0: that come might have around. been the reason they signed Devers. It, it, well, I think... You know, a texture says that marketing night is scheduled months out. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. The bigger point is, uh, uh,
2: well, with the Barbie no? thing, I don't know. I think that came up. I, I don't, that wasn't one of those things that they said in April. Uh, Barbie wasn't out until August. Yeah.
0: So. W- when they were pretty much, you knew they were dead in the water. Yeah. In August. yeah. Well,
2: the, the movie wasn't out. So it's not like right. they, they said in April, we're going to have Barbie night in September. I, I don't think that's, I think this came up because there was a rumor going around that, they may do something with the uniform in terms of wearing pink or something. Wasn't there, like, a lines? little
0: bit of pink? I didn't watch the game last I didn't night. watch the game either, honestly. Neither did I. Uh, not one second of it. So, I can't tell you. <laughs> I don't even know how the promotion went. Uh, yeah. but And I don't care.
2: I, yeah. I don't that's
0: care the problem. Either. I'm a Red Sox fan. I don't So, care. Scott, you wouldn't be proudly sporting your pink Barbie Red Sox shirt? No, I'm not. I mean, look, you know, I've got some pink T-shirts. i got a nice bench press for cancer T-shirt from Brown Football that's pink. Nothing against Barbie and Ken, man. But. I
2: with a big league team, you shouldn't have to do those big those big time promotions. Should not be something that you're leaning on to sell tickets. That is something that I think I think minor league ballparks are are much better suited for yeah. and and better equipped to do. And it gets more people in the seats. With the Red Sox, with the pro team, yeah, you shouldn't be having to. I I think it's it's fun to have promotional nights. The texture yeah. mentioned at the beginning of the season. You know that this is going to be this night. This might be. You know, Rhode Island Day at Fenway Park, so they're doing something. All those come up, but late in the season to sort of pivot and try to bring in promotions so you could sell tickets, you shouldn't be doing that if you're the Boston Red Sox and you play at Fenway Park. Yep. Not good. Hopefully it's a sign of things to come. Maybe they change their philosophy.
0: By the way, I just want to send a shout-out to uh, the Brown football fans that went to Harvard last night. What a great atmosphere. What a great game. And and we haven't had too many great games up there in recent years. Every time Brown has gone up there, it's been a blowout in recent years. Not last night. It was a back-and-forth game, lots of scoring in the second half. It seemed like every possession each team was scoring. Brown lost 34-31 to 31 to Harvard, but there had to be nine ten thousand 10,000 Brown fans That stadium was so loud, and Brown was scoring and making plays. And on that last drive where it was 3rd and 10 for Harvard, the Brown fans are on their feet yelling defense. It sounded like a Brown home game. It was was unbelievable. Uh, Just a a real great atmosphere at Harvard Stadium. I would love to see that same type of crowd and atmosphere at Brown Stadium. But I think, unfortunately, the problem you have is all your home games are, are Saturday at noon and college kids, to be honest with you, a lot of them are on a bed at noontime on Saturday. Whereas Friday night, they're going to a game under the lights. That's where the party begins for college students. So I'd love to see, you know, maybe a night game or two come back to, to Brown Stadium. Because what an atmosphere it was last night at Harvard. I, I said it
2: last night. The Friday night college football games, we've had a few of them so far. URI had two weeks in a row. They yeah. played at home. They played. Packed the place at Mead Stadium, same sort of atmosphere. Then they went to Maine. They had to move it up because of the hurricane, and that was a good atmosphere up there. The Friday night college football game thing is is pretty cool. I I like having your Saturdays traditions with with college football yep. typically, but yep, I'm with you, Scott. Like if you can do that, maybe once a year, if if you're five home games here at Brown, that that'd be that'd be good. Let me just say something. Scott said this after the the win over Bryant last week. Let me ask you, Scott. It's Brown football back?
0: It is back. Uh, it You know, and <laughs> as somebody who's broadcast this team's games for now in his third decade of doing Brown football games, it's fun to see. Mm. It is. Uh, 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 this, I'm having flashbacks to the old days when Brown football was competing for and winning Ivy championships. Unfortunately, it's been a few down years here, strung together in a row. Uh, they're an exciting team. worth Worth coming out to see, I'll tell you that
2: fun fall for college football. URI's got a big one today, too, with yep. Villanova. Yep. Get, that's a big one. Ranked opponent, again, two two ranked teams going at is it. Is
0: Villanova ranked, too? They're 25th, I believe. Okay. Yeah, so in well, Rody's Harvard's 17th. 25th in one poll. Maybe Villanova's 25th in the other I think they're in the 25th in okay. the other one. Yeah, okay.
2: yeah, go figure. But top 25 matchup, CAA, on the road. Rhodey gets this
0: one. Brian this is, at Princeton, too, so I'm, I'm curious yeah. to see the results of that one yeah. as well. It's fun. Right. Fun to talk yeah. about a little college football around here. All right, that'll do it for us. Don't touch that dial. Mark and Kitchen, starring Devin Talgani, comes your way from 9 to 11 a.m. Joey P., as always, great job up in our Worcester studios. And for Nick Coit, my name is Scott Cordishi. Have a great weekend, everybody.
2: This is Cordishi and Coit, Southern New England Sports Original, 1037 WEEI.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.